Hello and welcome to Sport Me Podcast with your hosts, Frank Endeavory and Kenny MacDuff. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 3. We're going to start out with some quick updates. First one, EPL Soccer is back and playing. So we got, keep in mind that there haven't been any matches playing since March 9th mm-hmm. for the EPL. We got 6-17, so that's, that's over three months. So first game, Austin Villa, Sheffield United, that's tied at full time. Uh, Man City, Arsenal, Man City won 3 nothing. Now Friday the 19th, this is when my team got back into action, that's Manchester United. 1-1 draw with Tottenham, they had a late equalizer in that one. Uh, Southampton 3, Norwich City 0. And yesterday with the most recent games, uh, Watford won, Leicester City won. Uh, Arsenal lost to Britain, uh, Brighton, sorry. <laughs> and uh, Wolves beat West Ham, Crystal Palace beat Bournemouth. Um, today, Newcastle 3, Sheffield United 0, Chelsea 2, Austinville 1, Everton Liverpool tied, and tomorrow Man City's playing Burnley. So we're getting a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually soccer is more, you know, once a week, maybe twice a week. Well, these games are starting like they're going to be daily games. Like the teams might not play daily, but there's going to be the, a game every day. And that's that's a weird setup. Um, mm-hmm. I know we're used to American football over here, so that's once a week. You know, yeah. you don't play more than once a week. That'd be weird. Uh so this is kind of weird for them. It's probably getting them out of rhythm if they're playing more than one time a week. Um, it's not. This is turning sports that you take time off. You need time off, like soccer. I mean, you run in mm-hmm. ninety minutes. Yeah, I'm not as much as a soccer fan as yeah. like you, but like I even can, football, I understand. Like that's a taxing sport on your body, running yeah. around for oh, yeah. that long. So. Oh yeah. So um, it's interesting to see how this play out. We'll keep you updated. Uh, the next update. We're going to switch over to NFL. We were just talking about some football. Um, do you have updates on that? Uh, just the only updates is that um, the NFL, NBA, and some college football, they're getting, the cases of the coronavirus are spiking right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And they're kind of – and it's not good for sports at all because, like, the NBA is questioning if they're going to be able to come back, MLB. You know, they're just up in the air about if they're going to play this year. So all those plans that – we talked about in episode one and two might not happen because of it's all about numbers because the numbers keep going up they're going to shut everything down for even longer and then by that point if it keeps going they're not like you said last week or whatever yeah if they're not going to play there's no point in delaying so many seasons and then you just yeah you switch into next season and you're like whoop this one ended and it's happened before you know yeah you know world war Two, things got canceled mm-hmm uh, World War One, things got canceled. Um, all throughout history, things have been canceled. Just canceled this year. Be done with it. I know we want sports back. We can get it back in certain ways, you know. Mm-hmm. But just having the season like that, honestly, it's about time. Mm-hmm. I want to see some baseball, though, because it's still yeah. – Baseball can come back. It's not going to delay their next season too much. And Yeah, they're shortening it, so it's just – It's they, summertime. And they are expe- – they're – planning to expand the playoffs depending it, they got a vote still but they that's their plan i'm just saying man it's summertime everyone wants to be watching baseball i mean i love hockey right 
But I don't want to watch hockey in December or not December. <laughs> I don't want to watch hockey in July. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'd rather watch some baseball. You know, sit down with a cold iced tea and just watch yeah. a game of baseball. Yeah, watch some baseball. Listen to Michael K. He's a great Michael he's K. A great there it voice. is. <laughs> and you know, everyone loves baseball in the summer. It's a great sport. I wouldn't mind watching football because football, you know, it's mm-hmm. coming around. Um, that season, obviously, not we finished the Super Bowl. Um. NBA, you know, I wouldn't mind watching. I don't watch the NBA too much I anyway. Watch I the follow end of it, it and then just see who wins and stuff. So. Yeah, I'd rather watch the last five minutes of the fourth quarter because yeah, that's, that's when the most important thing anyway. Everything so, else unless is it's just, a blowout, ooh, a basket, so. ooh, a basket. You yeah. know, oh, a good stop here. All right, other teams. I mean, it depends. Like if you're at a state championship basketball game, like I mm-hmm. watched the one for Glens Falls back. Uh, I think it was late. It was last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun to watch. You know, if you're at the game, experiencing it, I get it's it's a lot more fun. But it's like golf. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not I I like basketball, but I've never played it. Yep. But like with golf, we didn't like watching it. Now we play it. Now we like it. Mm-hmm. So I get why people like watching it. Yep. So that's pretty much all we got for updates. But let's go dig deeper into the MLB than the counter proposal by the Players Association. Um. So they did counter, but then they were like. There's a lot of stuff going on. They were like, here, let's do a counter. Oh, we're not going to do a counter. And then today they were going to vote on the two options, but then they didn't vote on them. They were like, here, let's do it. Let's delay it because of all the cases. And then, no, let's do it Sunday. And now they're like, no, we're going to delay it again. So, Well, I think they really need to get going on it because I want to see some baseball. So all the facilities are closed now for cleaning because of all the people, players, you know, coming down with coronavirus yep. and stuff. But there's basically two options. One, the first option is 60 games with expanded playoffs and a promise not to file a grievance, or they can reject the offer or force the commi- and, and force the commissioner to implement his own schedule, potentially without extra playoff teams, but still their right to grieve the terms of the late March agreement between the two sides. The late March agreement was just like, um, just to make a plan to be able to play, I guess. I think that's all it was. So just the general plan. And then they started going further into things. Yeah. The players want their money. Like we had talked about, but, um, the ML MLB doesn't want to like, they want a short, they want 60 games. Like basically that's it. They, cause they, the players, they had offered 70 games, but they said no more than 60 is going to be played this year. Yeah. So I, when these players are doing this, you know, some people might think, hey, they're being greedy, you know, they're making millions. But, and I've said this before, but, and I think I want to add to it. I think some of these big players that are fighting for this, for their money, they're really fighting for the little guys in, mm-hmm. in the league that don't make a lot of money. Yeah. That rely on some of this money, you know, because if they're, if they're only making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, take that away all these houses and stuff whatever and some of them aren't even making that so mm-hmm. it, it's hard for some of these players so i think that's why some of these big names are doing that mm-hmm. and i i respect that um he did say the commissioner did it's rob manfred by the way okay uh he, on june 15th he said that we would play baseball 100 percent at least this year but i don't know how that's looking because you know cases are spiking and it's all about numbers numbers go up you are going to shut everything down again because you can't play if people are going to get sick Where's the vaccine? <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready to get back to regular life and not have to wear a mask at work. Yeah, me too. Um, and then, like, what I think is, you know, people's health is more important than sports. Yes, 100%, sport, sports 100%. brings everyone together. You know, we're a sports podcast, so we're trying to bring people together, we, too. We want sports back so we can talk more about sports. Yeah. Um, without sports, 
what are we going to do? Right now, it's really <laughs> just the logistics of sports and some fun mm-hmm. stuff. Some updates. And, yeah. but the fun stuff's pretty cool. We'll keep that going. Yeah, yeah the MLB here, I think if they're going to decide something, they have to do it quick because, I mean, it's almost July. Things The summer's going, you know. People start getting less interested in baseball uh, in September, and they get back into it in you know, mm-hmm. October when things get really good. But because um, that's when football starts, right? Yep. So I'm interested to see what happens here. I I don't. I just want a deal to get done. Do you I'm have? Like, but do you have any? Um, do you have any guesses as to what's going to happen? I think they'll because like I don't know if you saw on Twitter a couple of days ago, but a lot of players on Twitter, Instagram, they were all tweeting and you know writing, "We're ready. Just tell us when and where." And then a lot of them are just doing the same thing. Tell us when and where. We're ready. Like, So they're ready to play. They want to play. So it's just a matter of, obviously, when and where. Because... Yeah, all these guys definitely just want to play. And we want to watch. Um, obviously, we can't watch from the stadium. That's fine. But That's the TV is good enough. That's the EPL, right? The same with the EPL. They don't have fans, right? Yeah, so the EPL, um, not to go off on a huge tangent, but the EPL, so they're having no fans in the stadium. Okay. The difference is, and watching this on TV is very weird. Mm-hmm. So no fans in the stadium, but they have like fan noises. Oh, so crowd noise. Okay. Yeah. So you know when, like, if you're watching a talk show, like The Daily Show, mm-hmm. they have a live studio audience. Yeah. And they have the noise thing. Mm-hmm. It's like clicks on, and everyone's like clapping. Yeah, make makes noise, noise now or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they have that. They just don't have the people to make noise. They make it themselves. It's okay. kind of weird. Something that I noticed that was kind of weird was the players could be heard. And if you're playing a professional sport, you're going to swear a lot because it's aggravating. Yeah. Um, I certainly did when I was playing, so I'm, I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people can read lips too. So like if I'm right by the boards when I was playing, I was just like just dropping f bombs. Ask my ask my them. coach or my father how much I swore during a tennis match. Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, I I picked it up toward. Sophomore year, I stopped. Mm-hmm. But tennis is an aggravating sport, as yeah, you know. Yeah, You've yeah. started playing it a little bit. But <laughs> you hear me on the other side, so. Yeah, I, I stopped swearing as much, and it really helped my game. Um, let's So the EPL, it was kind of weird. If other sports have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I, I know the NBA, they were looking into something about 2K. The 2K crowd noises into the stadiums, which is, that they, is just weird to me. They that need, after watching the EPL game, they need it. Okay. Because... They need something to go over top of those players' voices, or mm-hmm. the league's going to have a bad reputation because it's yeah. going to be almost impossible to believe mm-hmm. out everything they're saying. But I and I think it's also kind of like a routine thing because like we've been keeping on that topic of like you know it's a player's routine. Like you'd always have that crowd noise, like even soccer. Like you have so you rely on it. Yeah, for for your reputation, you rely on it. Mm-hmm. Who knows how many of these guys swear? I mean, we know like every once in a while they get a camera angle. Yeah, Brad Marchand, <laughs> and then they love to slow it down, and you yep. and just repeat it every single so time. So they do this stuff, but and, and that only happens every once in a while. So they do yep. a very good job, and it's really easy when a crowd's in there mm-hmm. to leave out some noises. Yeah, you guys if got you, you got people in the background like switch switch camera switch camera. You're so. you're you were a student athletic trainer with the Thunder, mm-hmm. so that's a semi professional hockey team mm-hmm. or professional hockey team, I guess ECHL. So. You obviously hear them swear a lot more because mm-hmm. you're right there on the bench. Yeah, definitely. When I'm watching from the stands, whether it be the you know the the Phantoms that were here, the Flames, the mm-hmm. Thunder, whatever team's been here, it's really cool 
cool, but not cool to hear, you know, the players. You can hear every once in a while, they'll scream like an F word mm-hmm. if it's quiet in there. Yeah. But you can tell how the noise in the stadium kind of drowns out because yeah, you know definitely. they're swearing a lot more. Yeah, and especially like if they go to the bench, you can like I, I'm standing right next to the bench in the Zamboni pit anyway, yeah. so I can hear if they're breaking their stick or if they're you know they're hurt or something. You can hear I'm right there, but like you're not going to hear that if you're up top or even like behind the bench. You're not going to hear it. There's the glass and stuff. But um, and I it think- would it would definitely suck to be a player that has a really good reputation when you know. You swear all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you want your reputation, especially with, with kids that look up to you. You want yeah. them to be, and it's hard because and you're playing a, a sport where you where you're gonna swear and stuff. Yeah. You're gonna, you know, break your stick every mm-hmm. once in a while, and you don't want those kids looking that are looking up to you like to that. See that, and their parents are gonna be like, "Well, you don't want to follow him." He's because these a lot. players try so hard to keep a good face. Mm-hmm. It, it and sometimes it just doesn't work. Yep. And it will make it harder with these new rules. And I think, especially for the MLB, mm-hmm. um, they really need to think about this because it's it's going to be hard for the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because, Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he's this great guy. All the kids look up to him. How how are the parents going to feel if they all they hear from him is an F word every five seconds? Yeah, and obviously someone like him is going to look into that and be like, all right, I really need to focus here. I need to not say these things mm-hmm. you know i need to not do these things and, and not just him they're all gonna have to like look into themselves like look at themselves and be like all right guys we gotta like and i know they always work on this because and they're adults they can do what they want yes. but you also it's image too i so. think most professional athletes with an exception of brad marchand um likes their image <laughs> to be a little better yeah. so they work on he this likes stuff licking people so. yeah that's about all he does um kind of he, he's pretty that? he's a good hockey player he is he's I'll on the perfection line yep I just I hate, hate that. when he licks people. I don't too. understand it. Why though? And like you Luis know? Suarez biting people's ears—that's just so weird. I know you want to get under their skin, but you don't. You got to touch their skin to get under their skin. I mean, hey, I'm not going to defend him here, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. Did that player play well after that? Probably, probably not. He's, he's probably, probably like, I just got, I just lit. got <laughs> licked, bro. And he went back. He probably went back to his bench and was like, "Guys, he licked me. He just licked me." And everyone's like, "Nah, dude, you're crazy. What he wouldn't do about? that." Get out there and play hockey or something. Like, so his game was probably shot for the rest of the night. But I guess it's so it worked. But like, crosses just, yeah. a line that just so far crosses yeah. the line. It's it's insane. So for MLB, uh, what else we got over there? I think that's really it for MLB. They're just waiting on. A, they have to vote. To be able to, play and so we'll, we'll get back to to all the fans out there when they get a vote in, um, and we'll go through the logistics on it when we get there. So we're gonna transition now into Charles Schwab challenge updates that we promised last week we'd get to you. So the purse for this tournament um, is seven point five million dollars in Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big tournament. That's a pretty yeah, big prize. There's one hundred and forty eight players, so that's a lot, and. The winner over here won $1.35 million, so that's they took big, a big, big prize. I would that. love yeah. if my golf skills were that good and take $1.35 million. I, could I hate use to that. break it to you, but I don't think we'll ever – me or you will ever be that good. So You're right. You're, you're right on that one. And this um, – the winner here was Daniel Berger. Mm-hmm. He hasn't won a tournament since 2017, so if I misspoke on his name, I'm sorry. Um, he had to go to a playoff with – Colin Morikawa. Sounds about right. Yeah, Sounds yeah, about right. Yeah. <laughs> These guys have names. Um, 
No one could get, get my last name either, so I'm not even going to worry I about mean, that. I mean, like hockey, like that's crazy too, but every sport has So I names. think the playoff in golf is they just do I think another it's one. Hole. I think it's one, another hole you on do, top. You do another hole, and whoever gets the best score yep. wins. I know there was a tournament back in the day. I can't remember who was doing it, but they went to like three holes. Oh, and, that's got to be tough. That's a lot of pressure. But, right the, but the shots were like one went into the woods, right? Mm-hmm. And he got it back on the green to birdie it. Okay. Right? Yeah, there's always then, those shots, too. And then the second hole, the one guy hit it into the woods. The other guy hit it into the woods. Okay. And did the same thing. We got to look that up to see that. Yeah, because I watched a video on this. Because mm-hmm. I follow uh, Rick Shields Golf. So whenever I click on his videos, he sends me, you know, or it as you scroll down on Facebook, it sends you other videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what kind of loop I was oh, in for cool. that four hours of my life. Okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the, I mean, playoffs are always cool in golf mm-hmm. when they when they have to go to them because then it's it's interesting to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always interesting to watch golf now that we play it, but to see a playoff, it's kind of like overtime. You yep. know, I'd rather watch overtime hockey than re- regular time hockey. Yep. Not to say they're not about equal, but, you know, everyone wants to see that. So he hit minus 15 with with Colin. Yeah. Colin hit yeah, it, too. Yeah, they hit tied. In the playoff... Um, he beat him by one stroke. Yep. I don't know if it was birdie par. Uh, I call. think it. I think I saw a video. It was like the hole. He like just rimmed this edge of it, and it was like. Oh, he lost he just, the tournament from a. Yeah, rim. I think I'll find the video for you. It was just like just right on the edge, just rolled out. I and, think I saw that he video. His, you just saw his like his whole like he had his you know golf like etiquette like ready to go face and like everything like his stance his putter you know everything was set. Oh, that as, sucks. As soon as he saw it go off the edge, he just stood up, and he literally looked like he wanted to, like, Happy Gilmore the club. And, and like, the Bob Barker scene, he wanted to do that to Daniel Burke. Exactly. Too. And this brings me back to the point I made earlier. These guys are, you know, they're not angry people, but if you're playing a high-level sport, golf included, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get mad. Yeah. Johnny Mack, back in the day, he mm-hmm. used to get mad all the time. I mean, he changed up a little bit after that. Um, match with uh, Bjorn, but it's it's you have to compose yourself. Yeah, it, once you get the composure down, like me with tennis, when I got my composure back, mm-hmm. I played better. I mean, I'm not yeah. the best tennis player in the world, but I played a little better because I had composure. See, like in the match with you know Tom and Peyton and all, and Tiger and Phil, they they had the composure. But they were still, you know, trash talking. See that they tried to have fun with that. Fun trash talk. in a you know, in a match like that that doesn't mean anything. That's awesome. I yeah. love when they trash talk. Um. So I think I mean that's really it about the winners. It was playoffs. I didn't even get to watch it. It was kind of sad that I had seen the results after. And still got to work here. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> Wish the podcast was that famous right now, but yeah, it's growing. Um, <laughs> um. So I mean, some of the losers. I was kind of I was watching it parts here and there, and I kind of watched a little bit of like the round three, a little bit of round four, not much, but like on round like round two, it was like the second day, and I mean I was at work, you know, slacking off at work watching it, and I kept hearing the announcers say a couple players were um, struggling on their irons, which was kind of weird to me. I was like, well, I mean I get it, they're getting back into the swing of things. It was the first tournament, but like Brooks Kepka. He was struggling on his irons. I kept hearing them say that and stuff. He wasn't hitting greens, but I also think one of them does have an injury, so it's kind of. I'm negative. always struggling with my irons. I don't see a well, problem. Yeah, you're, you're either on the green or ten feet. I, 10 I can feet. either drive to the green or, or take twenty strokes to get there. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, Jordan Spieth, he was up. He made a like a really good comeback. I he saw was, him up there. I was yeah. He was low, and then he got. He was like minus twelve, and then he. I think he had a bad day on like the third or fourth day that it brought him down. And that's um, why these challenges last a while because yeah. in a couple days you never know like who's gonna you know like the t- who's gonna uh, show RBC up. Heritage that we'll probably talk about next week. Um, Is that the one in Hilton Head? Yeah, in Hilton Head. Oh, that's week. awesome. I yeah. love that they're in Hilton Head now because mm-hmm. I go down there all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's awesome like, to see the minus fifteen won the tournament last week but this week like minus 20 was like the highest i just had seen a couple hours ago yeah which is crazy um royal Mac- rory mcelroy he was struggling too you gotta get um, his name down yeah you know all these names are fun um bryson DeChambeau, he was they were all all these players were up there and then it just seemed to have like you know a couple of bad holes and it just brought him down and then gave the other guys that excel up to the top you're gonna think i'm a little biased here but i like uh mcelroy's swing on the drive okay he's, he's got a good drive mm. and i like driving the ball i think far, you'll so. like bryson DeChambeau because i think he's the it's either him or brooks kepka because no brooks kepka i was telling you about earlier he had that 330 foot drive he's a 30 big yard man. drive three oh 330 three, foot is a very yard. weak drive <laughs> that's yards. Like my drive <laughs> yards that's your um, drive and he was three foot and six inches from the hole or whatever. But, yeah, he just sends the ball. That's that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> I already hit it over the range at the I think you will the get there. Club. So you'll get there one day. Um, Hopefully. I need a new club. That's what I need. And one thing that I thought was pretty cool, there was a hole-in-one. I mean, they call it an ace. And it, yep, but it's just a ace. one in your scorecard. Yep. Um, I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Sung Kang. He hit an ace on the 13th hole. I <laughs> love seeing aces. It's so <laughs> um, great. 162 yards, too. Which is not... That's a pretty big par three. Yeah, that's not, like, you know... <laughs> that's not Sunnyside. <laughs> you know what I want to see is... And I've, well, there's probably videos of one somewhere. Is an ace on a par four. Probably, yeah. It's got to be a shorter par four. I mean, I guess it doesn't always have to be a shorter par four. I mean, these people can drive the ball 330 mm-hmm. yards. You know, if, they, if the hole's that far, you can hit it in one. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool to see... I mean, I haven't really, like, in-depth watched it fully, but, like, it's kind of cool to listen to the players. They're always they're talking about which clubs with their caddies and stuff, and they want to see, like, they're choosing their shots, basically, which is pretty cool, I think. Which is, and listening to that um, is cool because, you know, we're golfers just trying to learn what irons to use, yeah. when to use them. I'm starting to get it down a little bit. I mean, it's, i got to get more irons because I have, I use my eight, that's about it. Yeah, you got you got an eight iron over there. That's yeah. about it. I think that's the only club I ask you about. But I don't. I don't have. I have a driver and a five wood in my bag. I don't have the three because I have a two iron, which yeah. is very rare in a in a set. In a of set. Clubs, yeah. And then even the five wood's pretty rare in a set. Mm-hmm. And then I have the the three up to nine. And you're looking to get new clubs, right? Yeah, just so I can get. I mean, I'll probably keep some that are in my set, but I I really want like the three wood. The okay. three woods one that I really want to use, and mm-hmm. maybe a four, yeah, and, yeah, and definitely go. new driver because okay. I, I like using the driver that and I you have. You still have some life in there, I think, but you do need a new yeah, one. Totally. Pretty, they're all pretty old. So, so I want to look into the, like some of the drivers that these guys use, especially some of these mm-hmm. guys that are doing really well, good, good luck because right you're going to be spending a fortune. So yeah, that's true. I guess <laughs> the one Phil Mickelson used, it's like a Maverick. It's like four hundred ninety nine dollars without tax. I was like, okay, I'm going to get off this site now because I am not spending that kind of money. Well, that's true, but. It would be cool to use one, you know? Oh, yeah. Because I mean, those are the best ones in the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Those can go super far. And as a Phil Mickelson says, hitting bombs. That's what he hits bombs with. So. <laughs> Not to um, bring it up again, but 
Rick Shields. Um, he's a pro golfer, okay. but his he's got really cool videos online mm-hmm. that with golf it, it kind of shows you different things. Like that's where I learned how to chip with an eight iron. Okay, from a couple feet away. Mm-hmm. He teaches me a bunch of stuff, but when, the one thing that he was he was talking about was when to use the clubs. Yeah, and he also goes into drivers. He did this one episode that had like a brand new driver and then one of the old ones from like 1999 okay he tested the difference the new drivers they have out now they just go so far Mm -hmm. it's it's incredible yeah i mean not to you know knock the old ones and stuff you know there was a lot of good golfers but like i mean the technology is not to outdate people but like technology is very progressed in what they can do with like certain things that you get like in the store like why like babe ruth wouldn't make it in the mlb (laughs) today not saying he wouldn't make it. I mean, he'd probably make it. He'd be fine, I think. If He he would have more skill because mm-hmm. he would have grown up in this time. We're going to get haters if I start dubbing <laughs> Babe Ruth over here, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, I mean, we already lost half of them when I said I was a Cowboys fan, so. And I'm a Patriots fan. I'm, you, well, know, you probably lost everyone. You know, they're probably still here just because they don't understand why we're still Our talking. Dynamic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're a Bruins fan, I'm a Penguins fan, so. Everyone loves the Bruins, except for Brad Marchand. And me. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, everyone loves the Bruins, but they don't love Brad oh, Marchand. Oh, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> I understand. I don't like either, so. Of course you don't. <laughs> um, no, you like them because you like to see them lose in the final. And, make the late, final. and then they cry, so. Yes, it's very tough to watch mm-hmm. them lose you know, late in the final every single Yeah, year. tough for you. It's easy for me to see Marchand. Oh, you know? they get so close. I mean... It's not even like that they lose in the final. It's that they lose late every mm-hmm. year. They lose. They never lose in the first round. It's yeah. like uh, do get I, it over with quick, quickly for me, like the Patriots <laughs> did this year. Hey, Chicago got it done quick for you. You know that was only seventeen seconds they beat you. Oh, seventeen seconds that they put the dagger in. Yeah, <laughs> that guy he was ready to celebrate. And then it was a like, minute or two. On it was the like clock. a boxing match, right? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and all of a sudden they bring out a knife. Yeah, like, that's. <laughs> I mean, it was. T- I mean, it's obviously tough to watch. If yep. your team ever made it to there, mm-hmm. they would. I can't imagine being like you know a player and like doing walk offs like I don't, like you know a chant like a World Series, just like oh walk off home run to win. It's oh, like... the the party in that Chicago locker room after that game would have been insane. Yeah, that's got to be crazy. So back to the Charles Schwab challenge. <laughs> we kind of went off on a little tangent there. It's a fun little tangent though. Um, so we kind of talked about this a little bit, that Daniel Berger guy that won, he hasn't won since 2017, so that's probably why his name's not so big, and we just mm-hmm. started getting into golf, so we probably haven't seen his name in a while. So that's good for him, you know? Yeah. Get a little comeback win, for first tournament since COVID started. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting back in the swinging things, not to be, you know, a golf pun, but swinging <laughs> things. Not to be back but... in the swing of things. <laughs> well, but... that's some cheesy stuff over there, Kenny. <laughs> It's pretty cool to see that, you know, the, like guys that haven't won in a couple of years, you know, keep, like, will get there. And he was in the leaderboards for the RBC in Hilton Head, so, which is pretty cool. He's going to stay up at the leader, uh, top. You know, that one just started. Uh, it's round, the final round today. They were actually on a weather delay, but they are playing. Oh, because it always rains in Hilton Head. Yeah, and it was raining. And because they just no matter what day it away. is, it gets really hot, and then it's just thunderstorms. Yep. And, and they didn't want to take any chances. And, making anybody get hurt or anything yeah so. you got metal rods going around i don't really <laughs> that, it's hot down there work. though yeah. some of these golf places down in the south i mean i remember last year i was in hilton head it was 114 
heat mm-hmm. index. I mean, that's hot, and it's yeah. muggy down there. Mm-hmm. Even, the, even the other night when we were golfing, it was like we were sweating yeah, more we than we've ever had before. We were sweating, and it was, it was 90. It wasn't yeah. even... <laughs> So, the, I mean, these guys go through a lot. So, next week, we will talk about the RBC Heritage Hilton Head Island mm-hmm. tournament. And I will – I like the Hilton Head Island course. I've seen yep. it. I have never played on it, obviously. But I've seen it. I've drove by it. It's a nice course. It's a nice area down there. Can the public play on these, like, courses that are for, like, PGA Tour and stuff? Yeah. Like- so, like, Bethpage Black in New, Bethpage Black in New York, it's mm-hmm. – it's online. I, I looked this up, and it says it's it's either one of the or the hardest golf course to okay. play in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's even signs on it that say "very ex- expert golfers only." Yeah. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't play there, but they definitely open to the public. And some of these places are just really expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I just didn't know if you could, you know, like not saying that we're ever going to do that because we are. N- I don't. I mean, it'll take. take Let me make some years. more money, and then we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but like, I was just didn't know if like the, if they open those up to the public. Or yeah, if they just probably not all closed. of them. Yeah, or probably certain ones. You probably have to be a member at some of them. Okay. Either way, you're shipping mm-hmm. out a big load of money. Oh yeah, but definitely, it would be cool to at least at least walk. Like, not even play. Just like you know, walk I'd rather and just see. go and and watch a PGA Tour match. I bet mm-hmm. you can get into that. I know my grandfather used to i mean he went i think it was in hilton head one time or he's he's been to a couple matches mm-hmm. or something and it was he's he liked that experience and i think i would like that experience that's too cool, yeah. play yeah so that's about it for golf next weekend we'll get into the hilton head island tournament there rbc heritage rbc heritage i'm gonna call it the hilton head island tournament because it's in hilton head i got yeah. i got ties <laughs> down there all right, so let's swing into another fun segment brought to you by Frank. You love those fun segments. I, I love the fun segments because it's, it's really cool to kind of not only learn the history of sports, mm-hmm. but also have a little fun with it. Yeah, and it fills the void of not having, not having sports. Live sports it's other fun, than fun golf to look back on this stuff, yeah. and I'll probably continue it into other mm-hmm. things. So this segment is random sports facts out of the Complete Hockey Records book. So this is interesting. So these records, it's a couple years old i don't know when i got it i got i got it from my stepdad he yeah so gave it to me. so there's probably a couple records in here that are broken or like the wayne gretzky record that's probably in here yeah it, it's not been broken yet obviously mm-hmm. um but like there's probably a couple like if there's speed or you know like fastest skater stuff like if there's you know stuff like that it's probably like been broken David so stuff that's broken already just before and, we get some haters in here yeah <laughs> more than we already have for being cowboys and patriots fans yeah. So I'm going to flip to a random page here, and we're just going to talk about one thing. Most goals by both teams in one game. So this one guy, Leylunde, uh Newsley Leylunde, he scored six times Whoa. in Montreal's 14-7 to win over <laughs> Toronto. So oh God. this was actually a long, long time ago. This are you was sure a... you're in hockey? Or are you talking about football over there? <laughs> uh, yeah, literally. That's that's <laughs> two touchdowns and then two extra points. So one yeah. touchdown, one extra point. So that's a lot. That's a big game. That is. That's an exciting game. You got your money's worth that game. Yeah. So that's that was 1920. Oh, okay. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. Which that can. I mean, it could happen. I don't think fourteen to seven would happen, but we get like seven six, eight six, ten like ten six, like the Chicago. You know, not to bash my Penguins, but they gave up a ten spot last year. 
but the record still stands, mm-hmm. I believe, today. But there was a tie for the record. Oh, okay. So it did happen in this, obviously, the Wayne Gretzky era. Mm-hmm. So Wayne Gretzky was in a game. Edmonton Oilers beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, a team beat the Blackhawks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's probably a regular season game. So 12-9. to nine, So it was a little bit of a closer game. Okay. I love seeing high score games like yeah. that. I mean, I know I shouldn't because that's probably some bad play. But it, it's fun to see. Six, (laughs) including, all right, so he had, Wayne Gretzky tied an NHL record two in that game with seven assists. Oh, wow. Including six assists that were on hat tricks by Jerry Curry and Glenn Anderson. Hmm. Some hockey greats back there. Maybe not greats. Wayne Gretzky's the great in that situation. So that's cool. Most goals by both teams in one game. That's a lot of goals. That's an interesting record to look at. So, I... I'll flip to a new page real quickly. Here we go. This one's a fun one here. Most goals against in one season. Oh, God. This, so these are the trash Sorry, teams. all goalies that are listening. Uh, did the Detroit Red Wings make this list this year? Probably. We should probably <laughs> check that out. We should check that out. Jimmy Howard, he's struggling. Well, guess what? They are on this list anyway. <laughs> so the first team on this list, Washington Capitals in the 74-75 season. 80 games played. 446 goals against. Oh my god. That's a lot. It is a lot. Divide 446 by 80 and see what you get. It's a lot of goals per game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's a rebuild right there. Yeah, literally. Um, Detroit is second on this list with 415 goals let up in the 85-86 season. They probably... I don't know. Detroit sucks. (laughs) Are they even an NHL team still? I and that was so. an 80-game play season. <laughs> so San Jose Sharks, 92-93. They let in 414 goals. Whoa. Um, 84 games played. And, um, that's a lot of goals. Four Over 400? That's a big number. Yeah, so their goalie that year, I think it was Brian Hayward. Mm-hmm. I remember he had – well, I wasn't there, but I remember reading something about him. He had uh, – like a 5.4 goals against average. That's insane, dude. <laughs> it was like a 3.18-1 or something like that yep. on his record. Yeah, it's, def- <laughs> it's tough to be a goalie. Did he even play? <laughs> I mean, he could have been a good goalie, mm-hmm. but like with a terrible team, yep. you go nowhere. So, so I know in, in the NHL, you know, it's the numbers and stuff with like goalies like that. It's, you know, you see the save percentage and all that stuff and what about in soccer? Do they do save percentages and all that kind of stuff? Like, I know the Nets, you know, ten times that, bigger. So, but. what's cool in soccer is they, on the score sheet, it's, so you have shots. Yeah. You have shots on goal. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, because if you miss And the then net they have whatever. saves. Yeah. So, if you make a lot of saves, because there's not really a save percentage. I yeah. mean, you can calculate it or whatever, but it's the amount of saves you have in a game, like, Per the amount of shots. So if you got 30 shots in a game, mm-hmm. and and it says that you have 20... I mean, this is a lot of shots. 30 is a lot of shots in a game. Oh, yeah. So if you have, say, 29 of those are saves, mm-hmm. you'd be a great goalie. Okay. Like Timmy Howard, he I forgot how many saves he had. But he, had a, he had, like... It was like 10, 15, 8 to 15, something mm-hmm. like that. He had a lot of saves yeah. in, in the Olympics. World Cup, not Olympics. Mm-hmm. So it's a more like wide game because 
it's running around yeah. and you got to do certain plays and all so that. So I know I like watching David Haye because he always I mean, he, somehow he can save the ball all the yeah. time. He's I remember that goal. one game he had like three or four right in a row. Yeah, we he's were watching. he's that a, was pretty cool. If I'm watching the game and mm-hmm. I see something like that, I'm like, oh, he's gonna get it and he gets it. Yeah, you were getting he, a noise a, complaint with the the landlord because you were screaming and jumping. It's, and it's everything, hard to watch so. soccer sometimes, you know. So it's it's different than okay hockey, but it's. Still rated about Similar, the same. just not... Yeah. Just, okay. And and honestly, I like that stat a little better because it's a little easier to play with. Mm-hmm. You know, you say you had five saves in the game. Yeah. Right? As opposed to they're looking in the NHL. Your save percentage isn't 920. What's your issue? Why are, yeah, you're not starting for us because... So. Unless it's too harassed. I would start him over anybody. <laughs> Well, no, not no anybody. Matter, no matter what safe not any. he had. Oh, okay. <laughs> it depends on how he's playing. He can play. It's just like Jimmy Craig in 1980. Mm-hmm. He, he has a level of playing that you see mostly in the postseason where he just goes off. Mm-hmm. Okay. He goes off. I don't understand it. He just goes off. <laughs> so back to this list, most goals against in one season. It's kind of funny. Quebec Nordiques, 89-90, 407. Uh, Hartford Whalers, 82-83, 403, and 400 Winnipeg Jets in 80-81. So I guess if you're really thinking about this, this is all from like, with the exception of the Washington Capitals in Mm 74-75, it's it's pretty much all 80s, low 90s. Yep. So I'm thinking something happened in the league during that time where there was just a couple teams on the top that were like doing a lot of good things, and there was a couple teams that were just trash on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And this was goals allowed, right? Not goals scored. Goals against. Okay. Oh yeah. So like, there's probably teams that you know that can compare to this list that are that have a lot of goals too. That for yeah. these years. So if you think about that, like this year, one of those teams would be the Red Wings. I don't know what happened. They just did not win a game. No. Although they did beat the Bruins one time. Yeah, and I think a lot of people got excited about that. They were like, I saw a TikTok the other day. They were like, Let's go! And then they did the season. It was like four and eighteen, four and fifty. <laughs> I was like, Oh, we beat the Bruins. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. like playoff ready, and then it's the like, Bruins were probably playing subs. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that, aren't they I mean, always playing subs? That's a cool list to look at. Here's one: the worst of the worst. Just to keep on the trend of the worst stuff in the twenty eight twenty nine season, uh, the low marks for goals scored in NHL history. Um, this was the year which Montreal's George Hainsworth uh, recorded 22 shutouts in 44 games. Wow. So the Chicago Blackhawks scored only 33 goals all season. Right? Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of goals. All season? All season. How many? Does it say how many games they played? Uh, I think maybe. So they were shut out 20 times during <laughs> oh one stretch God. of games from February 7th to the 28th of the, of 1929, they were shut out eight straight games. Oh, that's tough. That's that's hard. Uh, the Blackhawks only lost six of those games as two ended in scoreless ties because they let those go on oh, okay. back then. I mean, it's different. It's pretty I pathetic. Mean, back then, I, I really want to know how many games there were. Yep. It was pro- I mean, it was probably like 80 or 60 or something like along those lines. Here's another fun one. This one's actually on the better side. Although, the team that played probably wasn't that good. Um, 1941, most shots on goal ever in a game. In 83. In 83? I feel like that might have been broken lately. but we got It look could have been. 
Well, you, I mean, gotta, you gotta look at it. So maybe it may be one of them, like, you know, triple over five overtimes, triple overtime. Yeah, I mean, it could have been broken. Who yeah. knows? Uh, but 83 shots on goal. That is Boston Bruins. That's that's crazy for one goalie to take 83 shots from one team. Which, it, I mean, this is kind of cool. <laughs> for the goalie there, Sam Lopresti made 80 saves. But still lost the game three to two. If your goalie's making eighty saves and you can't win the game, there's a problem. That's a big problem. There's an issue. I mean, I would, these goalies I, now. They I'd make buy 60. that goalie a stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd buy him a stake real quick. As a coach, you got to go in there and be like, "All right, guys, not good enough." And the goalie's probably like, "What do you mean not good enough? I made eighty saves." For I you really want to know where they're shooting them. Are they just shooting right at his chest? <laughs> something. Make something happen. All right, so let's do one more. Um, one more record here. These records, the the one that I'm going to show right now, it's kind of cool to think about because not a lot of people think about assists. So this is going to be most assists in the career. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people think about assists. Y'all think about this, the goals. Yeah. You get the same amount of points. Yeah, that's true. And you're plus minus. Mm-hmm. Even so, if you're the second assist guy, you know. You still get the same stuff because it's just as important to pass as it is to shoot. And score. And score. Coneheads. 1980. <laughs> Got you, that. you always bring that up. I love the 19. Hey, we gotta finish that movie too. We never finished watching that. Gotta watch Miracle. I've watched it a hundred times. I can watch it again. And you still get excited for every single moment. Literally, I, I can watch that. That's, every great that's a moment. movie. I, I would recommend to anybody. And there was this thing. I think I honestly think my brother posted this. It's like, what movie would you watch for 24 hours straight? Miracle. Yeah, that's the. I could yeah. watch that all day, every mm-hmm. day. So let's get into it. Most assist career. No surprise here. Wayne Gretzky, Edmonton, L.A., St. Louis, New York, in 20 seasons and 1,487 games played, 1,963 assists. That is a lot of assists. That is a very good amount of assists. That's so many. <laughs> I mean, his goals is, I think it's 894. 894, yep. So... so. That's over a hundred more than <laughs> shoot. He's thinking pass first, then shoot second, and score. Um, That's really insane. Really, really far down this list at 1,249. Ron Francis of Hartford, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Toronto. I mean, they got the C-A-R. I'm assuming that's Carolina. Mm-hmm. In 23 seasons and 1,731 games. Now, Wayne Gretzky, you know, I take it back. You know, when I, in the first episode when we did the GOAT segment and I said that I was going with Gordie Howe, mm-hmm. no, Wayne Gretzky, 100%. I, but see not, these but we're not taking anything away from Gordie Howe. No, but I'm going but, with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. He's on the top of like, every single thing <laughs> in this book. So third on the list is Mark Mezier, Edmonton, New York, Vancouver in 25 seasons. So these guys are playing longer than Wayne Gretzky. And, he, I mean, this guy's only at 1,193. Mm-hmm. So not that high. Obviously, Wayne Gretzky, whew, so good at hockey. I don't think that assist record will ever be broken because I, I don't see anybody doing no way. Of course, that would be a silent record to break. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you get close, someone's going to say something. But yeah. it's one of those records. It's not as big as goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're like they're even on Ovechkin about seven hundred. They're just like, all right, let's yeah. 
Gotta watch him, but it's like he's still 194 away. So yeah, especially with COVID going around. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ovechkin. It's gonna be tough now because he. I mean, he he's is. gonna say he get cheated out of it if he doesn't get it. Yeah, he is. Well, maybe he players. won't, but eh. who knows? Maybe he's one of those humble players. Here's but. here's one on number four on this list. So Ray Bork, I love this guy. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son scored a goal for the Bruins. I think it was Chris Bork. He's not that great of a hockey player. I think he's AHL, NHL. He keeps going mm-hmm. back and forth. He's one of yep. those. But it was kind of a special moment to, that he scored. Because mm-hmm. Ray Bork's, he's got two or three sons. It, either way, there's another son he has that is in the NHL, and he plays consistently. Mm-hmm. But it's always cool to see. Like, if I was Ray Bork and I saw it, yep. I scored this many goals in the NHL. This the father-son goals. moments are yeah. always good. The brother-brother, so, you know. Ray Bork is, you know, he's a... He's a Bruin back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Orr, Ray Bork, all these guys. I, I love watching the old stuff, you yeah. know. So it's cool to see him on this list. 1,169, so right up there with Mark and, and Ron. And the other one's Paul, Coffee. I mean, they, these guys that are, you know, second through fifth on this list. Mm-hmm. You know, the real big one here is Wayne Gretzky, and that's just, it's on one of those records that's unbreakable. Yeah. I agree. And if it is breakable... He hasn't been born yet. We haven't <laughs> no. seen him. He's somewhere. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe my cousin over there, Steve-O, can do it. <laughs> so I think that'll be it for our fun segment this week. We'll try to think of another fun segment for next week. And they're always fun for you. So Definitely. So that's going to be it for this episode. As always, send us your comments, questions. We can do a segment on questions, answering whatever you want to know. We might try to get a guest on here next week. Who knows? So, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Sport Me Podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Sport Me Podcast. You can listen right now on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud.